I could barely get out of bed for years, for years, for weeks on end, I would be in bed. And then the flare would somewhat subside and I would, as soon as it would, I would jump up and start doing stuff, trying to prove that I was a good mom and trying to prove that I was okay. And it was horrible. Hello and welcome to Your Great with your host, Junie Hammond. I created this space for those seeking inspiration and tools on their healing journey. My mission in life is to empower you to heal your incredible human body and to take really good care of it. When I was in my 20s, I unknowingly squandered my health. I didn't know that all of the modern conveniences, birth control pills, antibiotics, and painkillers, and perfumes, and crappy quality makeup, and personal products, and teeth whitening, and this and that, and all of those things are part of a toxic load. And then on top of these poor quality products, anytime I was sick, I took an antibiotic so that I could get back to work or get back to life because I really didn't like being slowed down. I didn't realize that these actions were building a story. And this story for me ended up with Crohn's disease. I had no idea that an autoimmune, well, I didn't know what an autoimmune disorder was. And I sure as hell didn't know that it ran in my family at the time. So in my early 30s, when I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease, it was kind of mind-blowing. And for those of you who know my story, know that, you know, I had stomach issues for a while. I had trauma growing up, which can be a precursor for an autoimmune disorder later in life. I had stomach issues, random but I had an incredibly painful period from the time I was 12 and I got my period. And the doctor in my 20s told me if I wanted to have kids, I should do it now instead of wait, because at the time, 26 years ago now, that was the wisdom. It was like, have kids because we don't know if you're going to be able to have kids later. So I did. I had my kids in my 20s, by the way, and and it didn't take away my endo, which is what he diagnosed me with. I didn't know diet played a big role. I didn't know all the alcohol I was drinking with friends, socially, at night after work, poor sleep. I didn't know all of these things were building this story, this story of, for me, Crohn's disease. But I think having worked with thousands of people now over the years that I've been coaching and practicing holistic nutrition is that I am touched deeply by how unwell so many women are. Hypothyroid, Hashimoto's, gut imbalances, endometriosis, hysterectomy, some with ovary, some without, gallbladder removals, the amount of altering we're doing our bodies because of just not knowing that we need to care for our bodies at a much deeper, deeper level than we are. And A lot of it is toxic exposure, but truly not understanding the the impact of toxic exposure. And I think when I was younger, I heard toxic exposure and it was too overwhelming of an idea for me to really take in. Like, what did that mean? Did that mean I had to stop using my favorite body wash and my favorite body cream and my conditioner and my makeup? Like, what did this toxic exposure mean? And I don't know if you're in that same boat, but it felt overwhelming. So I just kind of shut it out. 
I liked perfume. I love smells. I loved essential oils. I loved all of these things that made me feel good. So why should I stop them? Why should I stop alcohol? I didn't know it was impairing my microbiome. So when my disease hit and benched me and took me out of my life and had me running to the bathroom 20 times a day and fevers, rolling fevers that would come and go, pain radiating from my back up through my neck, sleepless nights for three and a half years, I didn't sleep. Two, maybe two hours a night and I passed out. And the thing that I don't talk about all the time is the fact that I lost so much memory from not sleeping for those years. It's just gone. Things are just gone. In some way, I wish I had an imaging of my brain before Crohn's disease and my brain after because it feels altered to me. And it's sad because I don't know what I don't know, what I'm missing, the memories that I'm missing, but things are gone. Memory is altered. Those years of not sleeping in horrible agony. I'm sure it was like the the cross between horrible agony and, and not sleeping. Really cool combo. Healing. That's why I'm here. Healing. I'm not a healer in the sense that I'm going to heal you, but I am here to guide you in healing yourself. And today's episode is all about healing because the thing that I couldn't grasp was healing. I was so used to taking a pill that made something go away. I was so used to the Band-Aid method that healing, taking time and patience wasn't part of my vocabulary. I didn't know, you know, so every time in my healing journey, once I got my diagnosis, I decided that I was going to heal naturally. I was going to do something I hadn't done ever in my life. I was going to not go around the mountain, find the shortcut, but go through the mountain, climb the mountain. And, and I didn't really know what that meant, but I knew that if I was going to heal naturally from what seemed like an impossible thing to heal from, that I would have to change who I was. I would have to stop being the partier who went out all the time and drank with friends. I was going to have to no longer be a foodie. And I didn't know who I was without trying the new restaurant or taking clients out to the new restaurant. And I was going to have to kill the old me, but I didn't know this yet. This is something I learned on my healing journey was that I really wanted to integrate who I used to be into who I was becoming, but the two things could not live in the same space. They were too opposite. The old me didn't know how to take care of my body. In fact, the old me loathed being in a body. My body was something that I hated and I was actively hating it. So I was working out hard. I was doing everything I could for my body to not look like my body. I wanted it to look like some other body. And I just couldn't, I couldn't reconcile myself with this is my body. I was like, I should be taller. I should be this, I should be that, but I should never be what I was ever. So old me had to die for me to heal because old me hated me. Old me hated me. Old me loved being distracted by going out and by seeing people and by working late hours. And during the time when I was sick, I, I was a mom of two very young kids. I was so scared of letting them down and for not being able to provide for them as a single mom. And so I worked my ass off, not realizing that this working my ass off and not prioritizing my health, not that I even know what that meant at the time. I was a very young mother and living a very young mentality, but I couldn't comprehend that the way I was living 
was going to make me ill, my greatest fear would come true that I wasn't going to be able to be there for them because I was so sick I could barely get out of bed for years, for years, for weeks on end I would be in bed. And then the flare would somewhat subside and I would, as soon as it would, I would jump up and start doing stuff, trying to prove that I was a good mom and trying to prove that I was okay. And it was horrible. I felt selfish. I felt selfish by this disease that I had co-created by not taking care of myself. And if I sound like a broken record, if your life is too busy to take care of yourself, you are gambling. You are gambling that it's all going to work out okay, which is what I was doing. But because I wasn't sitting at a blackjack table, I didn't know I was gambling. I thought I was just living the human life. This is the human experience. I had no idea that these cells, these incredible cells that I was gifted by my parents, I actually had to take care of and they actually needed my support. I didn't know this because I didn't spend any time listening to my body. In fact, I couldn't. And I can tell you that my body had been whispering to me for a long time. But the only time I slowed down long enough to hear it was when I couldn't deny it, when it was screaming at me, when my bowels were so inflamed that I was sitting on bathroom for hours on end with my guts feeling like they were being torn out of my body. And then my period would come. And for anybody who has endo, you know this. Weeks out, the pain sets in, the inflammation, the belly swollen, the emotions deep and irritable and ready to fight. I felt like a cursed person. I tried to hide it, the me that was so out of balance and had no idea how to rebalance, the me that was living so far outside of my body that I didn't know how to get back home. I didn't even know what home was. The moment I got that diagnosis, something inside of me shifted. Something inside of me went, you can heal this. And I was like, what? Who's that talking? Where's this confidence coming from? You have no idea what the fuck you're doing. You can heal this. Okay. All right. So I started eating. I started trying one anti-inflammatory protocol after another. And I would stay with it as long as I could. But if things continued to only get worse and there was no getting better, then I would get off. Some things immediately made me worse. High fat diets made me incredibly flare, like the worst. Raw food felt like a Brillo pad. You know, my symptoms, I've talked about it a lot on a lot of podcasts, but bleeding toes and fingers, ridges, you could surf in the ridges or skateboard in the ridges of my fingernails, rashes on my knees, rashes on my back, constant yeast infections and UTIs, constant reflux, indigestion, undigested food, low stomach acid, inflammation from the mouth to the tail, constant bleeding in places that shouldn't be bleeding. In fact, when I start, first started having bloody bowel movements, I thought it was getting my period. And to realize that I wasn't, I don't even know how to explain when something inside of you is wrong and you don't know what it is yet. When I found out what it was, I was surprised to be confident that I could heal it. I had lived despite my fears, but I'd never felt confident about anything. And I didn't know why now this one thing that everybody told me, you're A, going to have it for the rest of your life. And you're going to go through periods of flares and you'll probably have about eight surgeries in your life. And part of me said, no, old you is going to die. Old you who loathed you, who had a lack mentality, who made life all about what you could get. I was living for 
the treat because I lacked so much. I, I lacked the ability to sit in my life and to look around at everything that I had built for myself, having come from absolutely nothing and appreciate it. I lacked that. I lacked everything. So this idea of doing all of these restricted diets pushed my buttons like you could not imagine. I can't have this. I can't have that. For how long? I asked. For how long? For how long? And because all of my protocols were coming from books or autoimmune professionals, nobody told me how long. Nobody knew. So I did it for as long as I could. And the whole time I cheated my ass off. I had young kids. So birthday parties, my birthday, his birthday, our anniversary, you know, Christmas. Every opportunity I got, I deviated. And I flared. My body flared, yelling at me, what are you doing? This mouth party, the minute it passes your lips and goes down your throat, it's poison. The sugar is poison. It is feeding the fire that was rampant in my body. But I couldn't stop myself. I said to myself, you can't have this. You can't have that. They can't take everything. I'm going to have this drink. I'm going to have this dessert because I felt so deprived. But the reality is, long before my autoimmune disorder Crohn's came, I was living in lack. I had been deprived my whole life. And I was never going to be deprived again. I was going to treat myself and nobody was going to stop me because I was an adult. But was I really? Was I really an adult? Probably not. I was just an overreacting child in adult clothing half of the time. Will everyone that treats their body poorly end up with Crohn's disease? No. Cancer? Maybe. Hormonal imbalances? Probably. There are so many possibilities is the answer. And if you are not actively taking care of yourself and mending your relationship with your body and with yourself, then you're a gambling that's going to work out okay. And let me tell you, that gamble that I took that I didn't know I was taking ruined me. It ruined me. Had I let it, it would destroy me. But something inside of me said, you're up for the battle. And I rose. And I fell. And I rose. And I fell. And by the time I found the Bean Protocol, which I've been on now for nine and a half years, I was broken. I was humbled. And I was begging for my life. Because everything that should have worked didn't. And I wasn't ready for medication yet. I wasn't ready to cut out parts of my body. I wasn't ready. I didn't want it. I knew that was my parachute, but I didn't want it. And I didn't want to need it. I was very happy that it was there, but it was my journey. And I knew I had to exhaust natural healing before I did anything else. And that's not the way for everybody. And honestly, in my practice, I meet the person who's in front of me. Are they on medication? Do they just want to feel better on medication? Yes. Great. Let's support you. Are you off medication and trying to heal naturally? Beautiful, let's support you. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, it's not wrong. But each one of us has to get in touch with that deeper wisdom inside of us and follow that. And that was the thing that my body taught me. My body, for the first time in my life, was louder than my asshole brain. My brain that was constantly beating me down to keep me safe. You're not good enough. You're not good enough. You're not smart enough. You don't know enough. Shut up. Eat. Starve. You're hollow, eat more. You're sad, eat more. You're fat, go run. 
It was a hamster wheel of insecurity. And my illness was the great leveler. My illness was what broke every barrier inside of me, every excuse, every I can't, I can't keep going. Yes, you can. Okay. Okay. My illness and what it took to heal is what made me who I am today. And I am so happy to meet this person, this version of me, because the old version of me was tortured. And that was something I never shared. I just hid. I just became whoever somebody wanted me to be. So healing, yeah, healing was cellular. And healing was every single day what I put in my body. But the real healing was learning how to love myself, learning how to come home, learning how to sit with my agony and just feel it, learning how to hear the insecurities and just hear it, learning how not to run from all of these things I found excruciating, coming face to face with all the lack that I walked around with. I couldn't give up drinks. I would be missing out, lack. If I don't have a treat after dinner, I'm missing out, lack. If I can't eat whatever I want on the menu at this great restaurant, I'm missing out, lack. Only to come to realize that now that I don't lack all the time, that I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything. Offered free dessert? No, thank you. The waiter looked at me. You don't want the free dessert? No, I'm good. And I'm not even trying to lose weight. Imagine that. Can you even imagine not wanting the treat? Shifting the treat mentality? I couldn't. I couldn't. I sabotaged my journey so many times on the bean protocol and set myself backwards so many times on the bean protocol because I couldn't say no to a bite of my daughter's birthday cake. So if you are on the healing journey, expect miracles. Expect to work hard. Expect the old you to die so that the new you can be reborn. Expect to evaluate every part of your being. Expect to overhaul your habits and create new ones because it's one thing to heal, but it's another one to stay healthy. And staying healthy takes becoming a new person because consistency is the hardest thing, but it takes consistency to stay well. Some of my clients can heal eating 80, 20, or 90, 10. But I can tell you most of my clients don't heal until they're 100% in, but not only 100% in, until they're actually changing their habits and making health the treat instead of, I need the treat. It's my birthday. I need the treat. I'm on vacation. I need the treat. One of the things I talk about a lot is your body doesn't know you're on vacation. And if you are battling for your health, then you have to take your health wherever you go, whatever you do. I can tell you that the medical community says, I will flare again. And the only thing that's going to prove them wrong is me taking care of myself and not reverting back to shitty habits that feed inflammation in my body, that trigger genetic autoimmune disorders. I am in remission and I plan to stay there for the rest of my life. And that goal is going to take consistency and my commitment. And there is no excuses. There is no, I was on vacation. I just wanted to have some fun because you know what I think is incredibly fun these days? Taking care of myself. I know, right? Bah humbug unique. If you were sitting in the room watching me suffer, 
watching me run from the bed to the bathroom, watching me change my clothes between meetings, watching me rock back and forth all night while others were sleeping, walking the house, rattling the house like a, like a ghost with a bowl of beans as I ate my way slowly back to health. There is no easy part of this journey, but it took breaking down to rebuild the castle. It took tearing everything to the studs and beginning again. A lot of the healing process was going backwards to go forwards, but there was no books. There was nothing out there to tell me that going backwards was part of the healing process. There was no books to tell me that I was going to self-sabotage and it had nothing to do with the diet I was on. It had to do with my inability to stay consistent, my inability to keep the junk out of my diet because I needed a treat, because I was insecure, because I was living in lack, because I couldn't prioritize the thing I wanted most over the thing I wanted right now. I was like a little kid. I want it now. I want it now. I want it now. Give it to me now. Sabotage. Sabotage. What do you want most unique? I want health. Are you sure? Well, only if it's easy. It's not going to be easy. Do you still want to heal? Yeah, I still want to heal. All right. Then you have to come and you have to go all in and you have to show up every single day for yourself. And when you look in the mirror and see this scrawny little animal looking back at you with thin hair and bloodshot eyes and skin and bone and just veins and sores in your mouth and pain when you poop and bloated belly even though you're 90 pounds are you gonna love that person can i love that person i asked i did i knew that was my medicine my medicine was to see me in my most broken state and see my beauty and see my strength and my willingness to not give up on me, not give up on what meant most to me, what I wanted most. Before, I used to turn off the lights and brush my teeth and shower so I didn't have to see myself. And then I started turning on the light and rubbing the lotion into my body, into the sores, into the bleeding hands, lovingly whispering to my body, I hear you. I'm here. I don't know what's happening. I don't know if I know how to heal, but I love you and I'm here to take care of you. And I'm not going to abandon you ever again by allowing my thoughts and my judgments to impair my ability to hear you. My journey was my journey. And I'm thankful every day that my illness broke me down to size because it gave me the opportunity to begin again. And that was priceless. You know, one of the things that I hear a lot is, Unique, I felt so good on this thing, but it was too restrictive. And now I'm sick again. And now I'm unwell again. But I felt so good. And I often think to myself, what's more restrictive? Feeling like shit or eating or not eating certain things? In my book, not eating certain things is freedom if you feel great, you know. But ultimately, my goal with my clients is to find the foods that love them, support them, heal them, 
so that they can branch out and enjoy more variety. But ultimately, if you are unwell, you can never go back to old you because old you will create the old disease. It takes a new you to be healthy and to live healthy. And you just have to be ready. I have been through the valley of shit and I know what it takes to heal. And I'd love for you to expect miracles and for it not to take a long time. But for me, it took a year and a half to go into remission with my autoimmune disorder Crohn's. And it took another six months or longer for my endometriosis to resolve itself. Was I a slow healer? Maybe. Did it matter? No, because I healed and it took what it took. And in the scheme of my life, I'm 46 years old, two years, that was nothing. Nine and a half years on the protocol, that's nothing. I will be on this protocol for the rest of my life because I feel great. I don't care about sugar. Fuck sugar. I have no interest. Not at all. I know what lack is. Lack is thinking that you're supposed to have everything you want. Because I have everything I need. I have my health. I get to wake up every day and feel fucking great. And I will trade that in any day of the week for all the other stuff I thought I needed. And I thought I, those things make a good life. Bullshit. Those things feed disease, cancer. I don't need those things. I don't miss those things. I don't want those things. I want to feel amazing. If I'm lucky enough to have grandkids, I want to be a fucking awesome grandma. I want to have a great menopause. If you are listening to this and you can't comprehend the depth of my illness for me to want to give up all those things that did not serve me, I understand. It took being absolutely ravaged by an illness that I didn't know I would ever come out the other side on for me to shift my myself, who I was. I wasn't supporting my cells. I wasn't supporting my gut biome. I'm responsible. It's okay to be responsible. I was responsible for triggering my autoimmune disorder Crohn's. I can admit it. I was treating my body like a human garbage can. Just a pleasure machine, mouth party, tastes good, awesome, I'm in. I'm not here to convince you to take the journey of healing because it is hard. It's a full body experience. Heal emotionally, heal physically, heal your relationship with your body. Food is information, information for health and well-being or information for illness. We turn it into treats, we turn it into pleasure, we turn it into all sorts of things, but in reality, it's just information. If you are not ready to heal, what it takes to heal will make you feel like a victim. Why me? Why do I have to do this? Why do I have to take all these foods out of my thing? Why does it take so long to heal? I can't do this. I just want to live free and normal. If you are not ready, you will find all of the excuses to not show up for your body. And even if you are ready, you may be unprepared what it will take to actually heal. Eating healthy isn't a disorder. Thinking that everybody should eat sugar, that's the disorder, in my opinion. I see a lot of people out there saying that you should be paleo, you should be vegan, you should be carnivore, you should be keto. And all I can think is, 
Figure out what makes you feel amazing, vital, well, no brain fog, no period poops, no diarrhea, no bloating. Wake up feeling great every day. Find that. What's that look like? Is that a little bit of protein? Is that a lot more protein? Is that a lot of vegetables? Is it a lot of really slow carbs, healthy fats? To me, if it comes from the realm of healthy for you, what the matrix is that works for you is individual. I hope one day we have a food system that doesn't thrive off labels and that people don't position themselves as the expert of you. They're all guides in disguise. They're all just trying to make money and leverage their platform to make you believe that keto is the right thing or veganism is the right thing. The only thing that's right is the right thing for you, bottom line, and what you're willing to commit to and what's going to heal you and what you can get behind and what you can believe in, even on a hard day, even on a shitty day where things feel like they're going backwards. I didn't love the diet I was on. I, I hear that out there as well, by the way. You got to love the diet you're eating. I hated it. I hated beans. I'd hated beans my whole life. When beans came into my life as my healer, it was the ultimate lesson. I was like, wow, this food I actively avoided has come to heal me. Thank you for listening to today's stream of consciousness on healing, my journey, bits and pieces, information. I hope you get something out of it some practical tools for you. Keep a food journal. Notice the foods that don't love you back. If one day a food loves you and the next day it doesn't, you probably have some sort of little gut problem going on that's leading to a histamine problem that's got a little food sensitivity or allergy. It, can you heal? Absolutely. Might it take some time and figuring it out? Yeah, probably. But you can heal. Food diary is always a wonderful idea. I kept one. It was very caveman style in my phone. A scale of one to 10, how bad was the diarrhea? 10, okay, I'll cut that food out. The bloating, 10, okay, I'll cut that food out. It took a long time for me to progress in expanding my food out. I ate like a child for years in healing my gut. Simple steamed food, green beans, peas, carrots, and squash, you guys. Steamed, no taste, no flavor, little sea salt. Easy to eat foods for that very inflamed little belly. It wasn't about mouth party. It wasn't about emotional eating. It was about survival and healing. It was about letting go. It was about surrendering. It was about accepting where I was. And knowing I could do better. I could do better. I knew I could do better in the future. Once, If I got healthy, if I was lucky enough to heal, I knew I could do better. I encourage you to do better. I encourage you to be kind to yourself and curious. And if you're sabotaging your journey, ask why with love, not shame. It takes grit. It takes honesty. It takes showing up for yourself, even on hard days. It takes batch cooking and putting the healthy food available for you so that you can reach for it and get it and not make any excuses. It takes noticing your excuses, being honest with yourself. Even if you're lying to everybody else, never, never lie to yourself. Be honest with yourself. 
This protocol, amazing. I've seen it work more times than not. Can everybody eat beans? No. Can you start off eating a little bit? Probably. Just remember if you're not ready, you won't feel empowered to ride the waves of healing. You will seek exits and you will come up with convincing excuses to not do the work, to not show up for yourself. And that's okay. By the time the bean protocol found me, I was ready. But that didn't mean I was perfect. I self-sabotaged and I had to be honest about it. People in my life were scared that I was going to die when you're 5'7 and you're walking around with 90 pounds. It's a legitimate concern. Most of us want to be healthy until it's time to replace those old habits, those old excuses with new ones, healthier ones. But you can. You can do it. You can do the impossible one bite at a time. I will be running group coaching in July. You can sign up for six months, meeting once a month with an incredible group. You can meet with me every two weeks for three months, build new habits, overcome old ones, share the journey of healing together. It's a wonderful community, sharing wonderful recipes. Everybody's healing different things, so sometimes it may not even make sense what somebody else is going through. But we all know what it feels like to be scared. And we all know what it feels like when we self-sabotage ourselves and things go backwards. And it's hard to get back on the healing train, the healing protocol. And we do because it's worth it. And if you need extra help, I'm here for you. Without judgment. Creating a space for you to heal yourself and belief in your path to get there. I have been off supplements just eating food for the last nine and a half years and my blood work is perfect I have MTHFR and I do not supplement for it is this the path for everybody? probably not but I put impeccable care to feeding myself to making sure I'm getting the nutrients and I'm lucky enough to test my blood three times a year to make sure I'm getting enough I'm not leaving my health up to chance I'm not gambling with it. I'm testing, I'm watching, I'm nourishing. I'm doing the work. And strangely, it doesn't feel like work. It feels like love. It feels like I'm having this amazing love affair with my body. And it feels amazing. Restricted? No. That's an old me word. For doing things that I didn't want to do because I wasn't ready to do them. That lingo's gone. Now it's just responsibility and health and wellness. You are the healer. It's just when you're ready to show up for yourself. Thank you. Have a wonderful day.